0: Hallelujah. How are you this morning? Amen. It's good to see everybody here. We want to welcome you to Calvary on this beautiful day. How many is thankful that you are who God said you are this morning? Amen. Look at your neighbor, just wave at him and say, You're looking good this morning. Amen. Oh, come on, guys. You can say it by faith, anyways. Amen. We do have just a couple announcements that we want to make before we get into worship. Somebody this past week may have lost a set of keys. They're going to be laying back at the, um, at the audio center back here at the sound booth. Brother Jason can hand you those off. Uh, if you're missing something this week, I believe they found some while they were cleaning. So be sure and pick those up. Ladies, we want to remind you that today at 4 o'clock, you start your Bible study. Pastor Tammy is uh, ministering at another church this morning. But she will be back ready to go. And I believe it is titled, Have You Checked Your Vision Lately? And uh, it's going to be an exciting uh, Bible class, a Bible study. Be here at 4 o'clock and bring a friend with you and expect great things. Amen. Amen. And men, I believe you all started yours this past uh, Wednesday night. Pastor Steve and the men got together. And uh, it is entitled Managing Your Money God's Way. Uh, Actually, I think you've had two classes already. It's a great study. And how many knows that God has a lot to say about money in the Bible? Yeah, we may not necessarily like what he says about money sometimes, especially if we like to spend it all the time. But come out, men, this coming Wednesday at 6.30 and uh, get ready to to learn about how to handle your money God's way and have fellowship. Men and women, this is a great way to uh, get together fellowship and learn and grow together. Amen. Amen. Well, this is Youth and Young Adult Sunday, so we're glad to have all of the youth How many uh, declare it, amen? How many believe you're still a youth this morning, amen? Let's stand up and let's get ready to worship the Lord. He is in this place, amen, hallelujah. Lord, you've done great things. This morning, God, and we thank you. We're gonna build our lives on you today. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. You're so worthy, hallelujah. Just worship in church. He's worthy of your praise this morning. Can you give him honor? Can you lift up your hands and your voices and just praise him? Give him honor this morning.
1: Bridge reads, I will put my trust. I will stand upon your love. I will do these things. I will choose to put my trust in you, God, because you are a firm foundation. I will build my life. Not, I feel like building my life, or I feel like trusting in you, or I feel like I'm standing on a firm foundation, but I will choose those things. Why? Because He is holy. And there's no one like him. He never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The love that we read about in the Bible from Old Testament all the way through New Testament with Jesus dying for our sins, he's the same God. He offers the same forgiveness, the same love, the same hope of eternal life and hope of redemption on earth. So we choose to build our life on that. As we sing this next song, we choose to say that I am chosen. What God has said about me, I am forgiven. I am a child of God. The son has set me free. So regardless of my past sin, I am free indeed. We don't need to believe the lies. We don't even need to feel like it. We can just choose it. We can choose to believe. Choose to trust him. Choose to accept what he's already given for us. So God, we choose that this morning. Wherever we're at this morning, Those of us who feel chosen and those of us who do not yet feel chosen. Those of us who feel accepted by you, but those of us who don't yet feel accepted. God, we're going to open up our eyes and our hearts to you so that you can pour in that into our lives. Pour your grace and your love on us this morning.
2: But I want to tell you this morning that God is going to get you through it. Because I believe He has been faithful in the past to every one of us. And I just want to echo loud, Ashley, if we can sing this one more time, that no matter what you're facing at this moment and at this time in your life, God is going to get you through it. You know, right now, it it seems impossible. Right now, the the enemy makes it look like that it is impossible. But as being your shepherd, I've watched a lot of you over the last couple years go through a lot. But I see that you're standing here this morning Worshipping the God of Abraham and the, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob And you're throwing your hands up and you're singing because why? Because he has been faithful And how many this week the devil's told you that it's about the end for you? And which you've been looking at and through the lens of your troubles and situations and through those lens on the other side has stood the enemy to tell you it's not going to work out this time. But I come to tell you that God is who He says He is. And He is going to get you through what you're facing right now in your life. So you might as well just close your eyes You forget everything that's around you and lift your voice unto the Lord, a triumph to the holies of holies that you are coming through what you're facing at this moment in your life. Let's throw our hands up and close our eyes and let's worship with the worship team one more time this morning. Testament. Play something, honey. Light on the. In the Old Testament, you were able to go into the, the, the tabernacle where the laver was and the different instruments in the Old Testament. But you wasn't able to go into the holies of holies. The priest was able to go in once a year, but they would tie rope around his leg if there was any type of sin and the priest hadn't purified himself, then he would drop dead right in the midst of the holies of holies and they would have to drag him out. That's how much of a holy God that we have and we worship. But over 2,000 years ago, the veil that was in the temple was torn now we don't have to bring sacrifices to the temple. But what we do have to do, and we have the opportunity to do, is to walk on into the holies of holies and set down right in the presence of our heavenly Father. Now I don't know about you but that's enough for every one of us to shout about this morning. That we, have that we have that opportunity to go into the holies of holies and ask for forgiveness of any sin in our life. And at that moment, we can bow down to worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I'm so thankful that over 2,000 years ago that that veil of the temple was torn. And I have that opportunity. I have that. It's a privilege for you and I to be able to come and worship this morning in the presence of the Lord. And I just feel like that the Lord wants to tell me to tell you this morning that He has came to sit right down in our presence. And it's up to you and I to reach out and touch Him. Because he's made a way where there was no way. And so I want them to sing this just for a minute before we make transition. I want them to sing this again, but Ashley and Tina, I want you to do it a cappella. And I want us to throw our hands in the air one more time. A lot of you came in here, I know, with a lot on your mind. A lot on your mind. And how many of you want to empty that off of your mind this morning? way to do that is in the presence of the Lord. So I want them to sing that acapella, and I want you to throw your hands up and close your eyes, and I want you to focus only on Jesus and Jesus himself this morning. Let's do that, ladies.
3: Free. Oh, free indeed. Come on, church, let's sing it. I'm a, a child, child of God.
2: What are you, a child of God?
3: Yes, I oh, am hallelujah. In
2: My Father's father. Come on, let sing it out loud. House, there's
3: a place.
2: I'll look yeah. at your neighbor and tell him you look good thank this Jesus. morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. Hallelujah! I'd like to thank. Uh, Michael and Ashley, for coming and helping with worship this morning. Let's give them a hand. Amen. Thank you very much. Appreciate their time and coming worshiping with us this morning. Amen. I want to thank everybody that came yesterday and helped around the church, getting around the church all cleaned up. It looks a lot better, and I want to thank everyone uh, for that. Praise the Lord. We all do this. Think about it just for a minute. We all do this. Whether you're probably 12, 15, on up to an older age, we all do this. We all compare ourselves to other people or to other things. We all have a tendency to get in the comparison trap. And the only thing that that does to your life and to my life, it brings low esteem to our life. It brings low self-confidence within our life. Studies have shown that 10% of the average person's thoughts a day, 10%, are on comparison. That means that our minds are tithing on 10% of what others are doing. Comparison, Pastor Andy Stanley puts it like this. I believe we have it on the screen. Comparison, determining where I am based on where everyone else is. Let's read that together. Comparison is determining where I am based on where everyone else is. It's this temptation to compare ourselves to others. It's that comparison trap that we get in at times in our life. We get this comparison by being maybe with a conversation with another friend. We get it by uh, social media. Uh, social media times that by a thousand percent. We get on Facebook. We get on Instagram. We get on YouTube. We get on uh, I think something called WeChat, we get on TikTok, Snapchat, I've never seen so many chats. <laughs> and we get on all of these things and we start comparison ourselves to other families, uh, someone that has a, maybe a, a bigger career than we have, uh, a better job than we have. We compare ourselves. No matter where we are looking at in life, we compare ourselves. Why don't we have as much as they have? Why don't we have the opportunities that they have? I wish I had the talents that they have. I wish I had the looks that they have. I wish I had the families that they have. A big reason for comparison doesn't work in your life because we only know, listen, part of somebody else's story. We are comparing what we know about us to what we don't know about them. We're comparing our beginning to someone else's ending. We're comparing our rough draft To someone else's final copy. Some have even said comparison is an act of violence against one's self. And I believe that with all of my heart. One of the fastest ways to be discouraged. One of the fastest ways to lose motivation in your life. One of the fastest ways to lose focus. And confidence, your joy, your gratitude is by comparing yourself to others. And let's say this, we all do it. That was kind of weak. Let's say it together. We all do it. Again, social media times this at least a thousand times. They look thin. I look fat. They have pretty hair. Look at my hair. They have beautiful nails. Look at my nails. They're all broken off. They went to a famous college. I'm just going to a small town college. They're great in sports. All the boys will notice them. They drive a fancy car, look at my rag. They pick up the girls, what's wrong with me? They work out, look at their muscles, look at mine. They have great plans for the future, I have none at all. They went there on vacation, look where I went on vacation, Steve Furtick. A pastor in North Carolina at Church, he puts it like this, if you'll put it on screen. The reason we struggle with insecurity is that we compare our behind-the-scenes of what's going on in our life with everyone else's highlight reel. Let's say that together. The reason we struggle with insecurity is that we compare the 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 behind-the-scenes in our life with everyone else's highlight reel. Do you believe that people actually get on Facebook, uh, YouTube, and all of these other social media platforms and give you their worst time of their life? They give you their what? Their best, their highlight reel. And so when you're having a bad day, I suggest that you don't go on Uh, YouTube or Facebook or one of those crazy things and compare yourself to that because it's it's not healthy. If only are two of the deadliest words in a Christian's vocabulary. If only I had as much money as him or her. If only I was as smart as her. If only I looked like her. If only my kids were well behaved as theirs. If only my parents wasn't crazy. If only I could speak, work, cook, travel, think like them. Only if I had a husband, it looked like that. Only if I had a wife, it looked like that, I'd be in good shape. Comparing ourselves is one of the most unhealthy things that we can do in our life. Social comparison only creates, listen, regret, guilt, depression, envy, jealousy in our heart. So when we compare ourselves as others, how many of you... Think you were doing pretty good in life. You think, you know, you think, you know, I'm doing pretty good at this stage in my 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 life. I've maybe accomplished this, I've I've done that, but then I get on social media and I think, Lord, I I've not done anything. Right? Comparing ourselves to others is one of the most unhealthy things that you and I can do. And all of us get caught up in it, Pastor Steve. Churches compare churches. Pastors compare pastors. Worship leaders compare worship leaders. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. I compare my career with this is career. I compare what my house looks like to what somebody else's house looks like. I compare my boyfriend with This boyfriend. I compare my girlfriend, this. I just compare, compare, compare. And it's one of the most unhealthy things that you and I can do in our life. It brings regret, even brings depression at times. Uh We compare our kids with other kids, don't we? So I'm going to give you two things this morning and the first one is very simple, is we need to just stop it. I mean, it's just very simple. You tell your kid, stop it, okay? Now, just, just, you know, just, just stop it. Uh, you know, when they get a little bit older, you, you say it in a little different way. You know, I, I didn't tell how many times I didn't tell you to stop it? But... As a pastor this morning, you just need to just stop it. Because it is so unhealthy to your spiritual life. It's just so unhealthy altogether in your life. It's unhealthy to you physically in life. It's unhealthy to you mentally in life. You get by yourself and or you get with a friend and we are always comparing ourselves to each other no matter how good we have it in life. Isn't it funny that how many would say in the United States of America we have it pretty good in life right now? But for some reason, somebody's always got it better than, than us. The number one thing we need to just Stop it. Instead of just being yourself and who God designed you to be and comparing yourself, trying to act or perform like someone else. You're under this pressure that fuels anxiety and fear and hopelessness and frustration because of the expectation that you put on yourself. When you feel like that, then you have a tendency to prove something. We have always had pressure... But when we start adding the pressure of performance, then we end up with a lot of anxiety in our life. Why do we compare ourselves to others? Because others have a different calling on their life than we do. Listen, God has called you to live out your purpose, not how popular you are. God has called you just to be who you are. We just sung the song just a few minutes ago that I am what? Okay, I I think we sung that thing like five times. I need to get them back up here and sing that again. I'm a what? I'm a child of God, right? I'm not a child of the enemy. I'm a child of God, which means God has made me in his image and he has a a calling upon my life personally. And why am I comparing myself to others when God has a unique calling on my life? Stop comparing yourselves to others because when you're living out popularity, what does it do? When you're trying to be popular among your your friends, and your family, and you say, I don't do that. But actually, you are, or actually, we do that because we are comparing ourselves to others trying to be who someone else is. And you know what it does? Come on. It kills our joy. Come on. It kills our our peace, our happiness, our contentment. It even kills us having fun with our friends and our family. Because we get in this comparison trap. We need to live out our purpose, who God has designed us to be. See, we want to feel, this has got to do with feelings, because we want to feel special. We want to feel different. We want to feel unique. We want to feel set, up, set apart. That comes from the culture that we live in. Let's say that. That comes from the culture that we live in. That pressure does not come from your heavenly Father. Because to Him, you're already special. To to Him, you're already unique. To Him, you're already, uh, 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 you have a place in in His heart. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. Let me say that. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. Because God is giving you a purpose. And God wants you to live out that purpose, not out of how popular you may try to be in others' eyes. And the second thing is recognize your unique calling and your unique purpose. You know, when you recognize your calling and your purpose, you will not get in the trap of being comparing yourself to others. You're called to do exactly what God has called you to do. You're called to do exactly what God has called you to do, not called to do what someone else is doing. You're not just a anybody or anything. God has caught a calling on your life. I wrote down, you're not just, if you're a teacher here, you're not just a teacher. You're God's representative in the classroom of what it looks like when Jesus teaches those kids. You're not just a student. You're God's representative at your universe, your high school, around your uh, maybe home school friends. Why? So that they can see Jesus in you. You're not just a nurse. You're God's representative in the medical field of what it looks like when Jesus cares for those that are hurting. You're not just a stay-at-home mom. You're God's representative to that home. To those children. Of how God has patience with them. And how God loves them. And how God forgives them. You're just not a stay-at-home mom. You're special in the eyes of God. And God wants you to feel, uh, fulfill your unique calling In your life. And quit comparing yourselves to others. Psalms chapter 139 verse 13 and 14 puts it this way. For it was you who formed me in my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I, I praise you for I am fearfully and what? Let's say for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that I know very what? Very well. God made you exactly who you are. And listen, somebody needs to hear this this morning. God made you exactly who you are. And God does not make mistakes. God made you exactly who you are. Pastor, you don't know who my, my dad was. You don't know who my mom was. You, you don't know uh, uh, my family issues. You don't know what's going on in my life. You don't know how hard I've had it. God created you for who you are as in His image. Listen. Stop comparing yourself and fulfill your unique calling in your life. God doesn't make mistakes. I want want us to read this together. God doesn't make mistakes. God made me the way he wanted me. God has a great plan for my life and for my future. Let's say this out loud, okay? God does not make mistakes. God made me the way he wanted me. God has a great plan for my life. And for what? The future. Jeremiah 29, puts it like this. For I know the plans I have for you. Let's read it together. For I know the plans I have for you. Who declares it? The Lord. And what's the Lord going to do? You're unique. I'm going to prosper you and, and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and what? A future. Jesus chose you, appointed you. He will equip you. His grace will always be there for you. He will complete the work He has begun in you. And His promise to always be with you to the end of the age. And church, that is some good news. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 1 put it this way. Therefore, a prisoner for serving the Lord beg you to lead a life worthy of your what? Calling. Calling for you have been what? called by who God. you've been called by who God. no I've been called by my friend uh, I, I've been called by the, the social media comparing myself I've been called uh, I've been called by this one I've been called by that one no I've been called by who God. that's a big deal that's a big deal that I have been called by God. Wow, you mean God called me? Has a unique purpose for my life? How many of you feel like that? None of us. I mean, if I ask you how you feel right now, I'm hoping you're feeling a little bit better. But <laughs> if I, if I would ask you how you feel right now, but you can't go on your feelings because I have been called by, I've been called by God. Culture. Cannot define your calling. God has a calling on your life. It's God that gave you your talent. It's God that made you good at that. It's God that opened that door for you. It's God that gave you that responsibility. It's God that gave you strength. Run to God. Let's say it together. Run to God. Let's say it again. Run to God. Define to your unique calling. And your purpose for your life. Separate yourself from your friends, from your family, from all the social media. And run to who? Run to God to find your unique calling. You know why? Because God has extraordinary things for your life. Let's say that together. God has extraordinary things for my life. I'll say it again. God has extraordinary things for my life. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, and verse 1 through 10, is a story that explains the calling of God on our life and how we receive it. Okay? 1 Samuel chapter 3. I'm going to read about 10 verses. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli who in those days the word of the Lord was rare, where there was no vision. One night Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his unusual place. The lamp of God had not gone out yet. And Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of the covenant of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Scholars, historians believe uh, that Samuel was about 12 years old at this moment. Picture him working in the temple of God. He was lying down. And then the Lord called to Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. But he didn't run to the Lord. He ran to Eli and said, here I am. You called me? But Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back and lie down. So he went back and he laid down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. Samuel got up and he went to Eli and he said, here I am. You call me. Little Samuel said, my son Eli said, I didn't call. Go back and lie down again. So Samuel did not yet know the Lord, the word of the Lord had not been yet revealed to him. And verse 8 says, At that time the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and he said, Here I am, you called me? Who did he keep going to? He kept going to Eli. And then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the young boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls and says, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lied down in his place. And then verse 10 says, I think they have it on your screen. Then the Lord stood there, came, excuse me, the Lord came and stood there calling as other times, Samuel, Samuel. And what did Samuel say? Your servant is what? Is listening. Samuel kept hearing Hearing a voice, didn't he? But the voice was the voice of Eli. We cannot go to other people, we cannot go to social media. We cannot go to who we are familiar with because Eli, Samuel, was familiar with the voice of Eli. He kept going back to the voice he was familiar with, but it wasn't the right voice. How many times do we go back to the voice of some friend, some family member, Some social media, maybe some boyfriend, some girlfriend. We go back to who we are familiar with, to the voices that we're familiar with. And we start trying to search out our calling, our self-worth, of who we are. We've got to run to God. We get so mixed up at times in our life because we are running to other voices instead of running to God. God will reveal His unique calling for your life and what He has for your life when you run to Him. Let me say that again. God, no matter how old you are, Maybe you're up in age, little age right now, and you think, I'm not really for sure what I'm supposed to be doing. Run to God. Run to God. And He will reveal His unique calling and purpose to your life. You know, I've never seen a culture in a time that we're living in that people are just like all over the place. I mean, they're like just all over the place. They don't have no direction in their life at all. When I was young, if I didn't have any direction, my dad made sure I had a little bit of direction. If you got the right Dad. If you want direction... You're going to have to run to God. It's two things. Stop comparing yourself to others. And run to God. Because God wants to do extraordinary things in all of our lives. Every one of us. I mean, I'm talking about extraordinary things. Well, I'm a a stay-at-home mom. I don't care. God wants, He has a calling on your life. I'm in college. I'm in high school. I, I can just name it on and on. But listen, you have a unique calling on your life. And God wants you to stand up. And He wants you to use that unique calling on your life. And then he wants to do extraordinary things with your life. How many times this week? And you don't have to answer. This as the worship team will come. How many times this week have you just felt like a? Uh, you don't have to raise your hands, but you felt like a. You just felt like a failure. If you're if you if you're older, you you. I'm sure the devil kind of. I'm sure the devil kind of uh, showed you. Back in your, your your past How many of you like your pastor That you've made some uh, uh, Just a few mistakes in your past How many of you like your pastor And you've made a You've made a lot of mistakes in your life How many of you like your pastor You're saying You know if I would go back I would do like A, B, C, D, E And I would change that a little bit how many would say that? Come on. And all of the rest of you are lying to me. I mean, you're just lying to me. So I'm going to try it one more time since we're going to have an altar call for repentance of lying. Okay? How many wish back you could go back and do A, B, C, D, and F all over again? Well, I do. I know that. Well, would I do some things different. Like a whole lot of difference. but Where you're at right now, God still has a unique calling on your life. Take a hold of that. Don't let the past of your life, no matter if it's been ugly. Sister Cindy, the last three or four months, you guys have went through it. But Pastor Steve, that calling... Still there. And for every one of us, we need to just step into it. Amen. Yes. Let's stand and give the Lord a hand this morning. I think we have another. I think we have another slide, and then we're going to go into worship as we close. Would you throw that other slide up there for me? Okay. Yeah. You know you know what the you know what the cheese represents on the trap it represents all these social media things it, you know what else it represents sometimes it even represents our family we gotta we got prove this to our family. You don't have to prove nothing. Right? I, I gotta prove this. Or I gotta be this. And so what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna ease my way. I'm gonna ease my way to that cheese. I smell it, smells good, because if I can, if I can look like that guy. I mean, you know how many guys at 59 years old that's ripped? I mean, they look good. I said, Lord Jesus, what's wrong with me? They got this career. They got this. They got that. They're driving that sports car. Lord, what have I done with my life? If you don't think I ain't ever thought that, you're crazy. So I eased my way to that piece of cheese comparing myself, and I get, I get caught. When that thing flips, you know how I feel? I get discouraged. I get discouraged. I feel let down. Fall into maybe some type of little Oppression, depression Because I made the choice To eat the cheese or Are you going to eat the cheese? Because you're going to get caught In the comparison trap Let's throw our hands up While they play worship Father we thank you this morning You are You You know, God, you are a good, good Father. And you have uniquely made us exactly as the book of Psalms says. You formed us in in the belly of our mother the way you wanted to form us and make us. So we're special. We're very special. The devil is a liar. And I find all the lies of the enemy that's lied to all of us about who we are. Because we are in Christ Jesus. Let's sing this and then I'm going to come back and we'll close in prayer. Amen. Over this last week, but I want to tell you, if you'll just run to God, not only on your own, not only for your calling, but you'll run to God for uh, for whatever you may be going through. The Master will meet you right where you're at. Amen. Remember the woman at the well. Remember the woman at the well. He said, I, I, I'm, "I'm going to give you a fresh drink of the living water." Amen. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah! Right after, right after service downstairs, we have a luncheon for the youth and young adults. And if you're uh, if you're over thirty, you are not welcome. If you're over thirty, you are not welcome. Amen. We're gonna have lunch for you, lady, but uh, later. But uh, you're not welcome. Amen. Let's give our young adults and our teens a hand this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to thank uh, Ashley, thank you, and uh, Michael, for coming this morning. I know they got got going a lot going on this uh, this afternoon, but let's give them a hand. Thank you, wonderful job. Thank you, praise the Lord. They're going to lead us out in worship.